Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Fairfax. We hope you enjoy this sermon from a recent Sunday worship service. The words of Maya Angelou inspired me in song this morning, and so I found another one of her magnificent poems to offer you today. It's called The Human Family. I note the obvious differences in the human family. Some of us are serious and some thrive on comedy. Some declare their lives are lived as true profundity and others claim they really live the real reality. The variety of our skin tones can confuse, bemuse, delight. Brown and pink and beige and purple, tan and blue and white. I've sailed upon the seven seas and stopped in every land. I've seen the wonders of the world, not yet one common man. I know 10,000 women called Jane and Mary Jane, but I've not seen any two who really were the same. Mirror twins are different, although their features jibe, and lovers think quite different thoughts while lying side by side. We love and lose in China, we weep on England's moors, and laugh and moan in Guinea, and thrive on Spanish shores. We seek success in Finland, are born and die in Maine. In minor ways we differ, in major we are the same. I note the obvious differences between each sort and type, but we are more alike, my friends, than we are unalike. We are more alike, my friends, than we are unalike. We are more alike, my friends, than we are unalike. Generosity is this month's Soul Matters worship and small group theme. But what does it mean to be generous? Generous comes from the French and the Latin that used to mean of noble birth, but shifted to a more selfless definition in the late 1600s. Now generosity means abundance, liberalness in giving, or characterized by a kind and noble spirit. From the final version of the proposed revision to the Article 2 of the UUA bylaws, they state, we cultivate a spirit of gratitude and hope. We covenant to freely and compassionately share our faith, presence, and resources. Our generosity connects us to one another in relationships of interdependence and mutuality. The Dalai Lama has said that generosity is the most natural outward expression of an inward attitude of compassion and loving kindness. But John Calvin preached during the 16th century that humanity was totally and utterly depraved and that its only hope was to be saved by a strict Christian doctrine. Almost 500 years later, Imagine with me for a moment that you are in the middle of America, maybe Missouri, in the 1990s. Imagine me, smaller than I am now, 
on a Sunday morning in a Baptist church. And just outside of that Baptist church, there are about a dozen people ranging in age from 5 to 70 years old. And while we sing together in worship inside, these people, young and old, are holding picket signs and shouting, God hates fags. They were protesters from the Westboro Baptist Church in Topeka, Kansas. Fred Phelps, their leader, and his family comprised most of the church itself and were intently focused on the assumption, like Calvin, that humanity is totally depraved and needs saving. Meanwhile, a five-year-old who can't read holds a sign that says, you're going to hell. Now, fast forward with me a little bit to December 1st, 2009. One of those five-year-old girls has grown into an adult now, and she's my age actually now. She's a granddaughter of their leader, Fred Phelps. Megan Phelps has grown up holding picket signs, and now as an adult, she has taken to Twitter to promote the mission of her church. And this particular day in December of 2009 is World AIDS Day. And she has decided to use the hashtag red so her tweets would be highlighted in red and listed alongside others in support of AIDS research. But she tweets, thank God for AIDS. Her Twitter feed blows up with horrified responses, but she counts it as a win for the church because her count of followers has exceeded 1,000 in just a single day. Outrage is a step in the right direction for her. Here's the thing, though. Something changed that day, starting that day. People started asking her in a multitude of ways, what are you doing? What exactly are you doing? And she was trained to respond with doctrine, and she was really good at it. But the conversations she began having with people on Twitter began evolving. She couldn't just react. She had to pause. The nature of the Twitter platform connected her with people from all over the world who had real-life experiences they wanted to share with her. And she has shared in interviews that her perspective began to change over the months and years that she engaged with the Twitter community. These people, she said, that God hated were being generous with their stories. But they were also showing her love and compassion. Maybe these people weren't totally depraved after all. She was gaining hope and faith in humanity that she had never had before. Megan reflected in an interview that one of the signs they often held read, God hates your feelings. Deterring feelings and emotion, devaluing how people emotionally react to tragedy and heartbreak and death, removes the opportunity to open one's heart. Don't feel, just obey. But in reading these challenging comments on Twitter, she was beginning to break open. 
She was processing something different and downloading what she was receiving. And there was a human shift in her heart, an expansion of her heart, of her mind, and of her world. She could feel it. The hope was palpable. And it no longer felt like the right path or right mission or right perspective that she was following. So in November of 2012, Megan Phelps left the Westboro Baptist Church with one of her sisters. She describes the pain and sadness of leaving her family and community. She knew she would likely never be with them again. And she also describes the amazement she felt when those who, had who she had persecuted accepted her with open arms. A rabbi that she had once called a whore offered her a place to stay for a month while she and her sister got their feet underneath them. This, too, broke her heart open, allowing it to receive generosity and love. Gradually, healing began. In Jack Kornfeld's book, A Wise Heart, he writes about that famous paradox that we've all heard. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. How can we be sure that we're actually doing good with our intentions? Good intentions can be mixed with delusion. That is clear. And the members of Westboro Baptists genuinely believed that they were performing profound acts of love by picketing and dissuading sinners from their sins. But when Megan began to break open and saw the inconsistencies with the love she was receiving and the love she was attempting to give, she could not reconcile the two. Kornfeld writes, if our actions do not come from a kind heart, from loving courage and compassion, they are deluded. If they are based on us and them, they stem from delusion. Only to the extent that we act from wisdom of no separation, understanding how we are woven together, will our intention bring benefit. Does that remind you of any of the UU principles? Perhaps the seventh, respect for the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part? Or even number one, believing in the inherent worth and dignity of every person? I have to wonder if the folks writing Megan on Twitter believed they could reach her with their stories. I wonder if they believed that deep down, Megan could open generously too. They had to have a glimmer of that hope, otherwise it would have seemed like a lost cause to write in at all. With everything going on in the world, generosity of heart can be a lifesaver. Remember, good done anywhere is good done everywhere. And how can that be? Because it ripples out infinitely where it begins. When we unite in purpose, we are greater than the sum of our parts. What wise words from Maya Angelou this morning in song and in reading. We are more alike, my friends, than we are unalike. 
In the midst of division, may we find unity and generous hearts willing to share stories. Generous hearts willing to break open with new life-giving theologies. May it be so. Blessed be and amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Fairfax. To listen to more sermon podcasts, go to uucf.org slash worship hyphen services and scroll down to sermon podcasts.